Good evening and welcome to the Skilled Trades Podcast. I'm your host Cal and joined with me as always is David. How are you this week, David? Pretty good. Uh, been a pretty busy week, or from last week anyways. Had a lot of service calls. It was a very busy week. Um, did a did a bunch of, spent a whole day under a trailer, or a whole day in mul- under multiple trailers. I uh, found a few friends under living under trailers. Ah, nice. Some dead, some not so dead. Sweet. <laughs> Find any raccoons? No. Well, on the one trailer, the uh, went to the door, a customer was like, well, because he knew I had to go on the trailer. He's like, yeah, well, you know, we had raccoons under there last summer, but uh, we got rid of them, so we should be fine. And uh, I remember when I first started with the company, my journeyman always told me, he's like, before you go under a trailer, flash your light around in there because you never know what's under there, right? It's all always dark. And uh, sure enough, I get under there and I don't see any, n- nothing, no glowing eyes looking at me, so I thought it was pretty safe. And I crawl under there, and all of a sudden I look down, and there's a bunch of bones. Oh. I suspect probably some some small animal. Um, there was a, some skulls and stuff, so that was just delightful to work around. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. But, uh, yeah, that was that was probably... I hadn't seen that in a while. Um, just this last week, went to uh, another different trailer home, and uh, Stell Pro Furnace... They were saying wasn't heating. Went there, fan was seized, solid, very dirty, and uh, went to the supply house. And unfortunately, they ordered me the wrong parts. So now, hopefully, they come in this week. Oh, but what supply houses ordering uh, the wrong parts? That's unheard of. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. But luckily, right now it's pretty warm out for uh, for uh, March. So I don't think they were too concerned right now that they didn't have heat, which was I think good i like it it's springtime's on it springs on its way yeah that's for sure i actually had a call right at the end of this afternoon um it was a an apartment reno that one of our one of the guys from our company did and the lady was saying that her baseboard was stuck on oh and um she said, there's no reason for it to be heating right now. <laughs> she said, she's the only one in that apartment complex that pays her own hydro. Okay. Um, and I went there and I, when I got the call, I was like, yeah, maybe there's just a wrong connection. Whoever installed it and checked the connections was fine and felt around with the thermostat and something just felt weird about it. It mm-hmm. was kind of clunky. So I diagnosed it as a new thermostat. It was a, also a Stellpro thermostat, uh, okay. just a line voltage one, mm-hmm. and ended up replacing it with a White Rogers thermostat, and okay. it worked great. I mean, the Stellpro thermostat definitely looks nicer, Yeah, but the White Rogers... Is, I think, more durable. Yeah, it's a, it's actually a, a metal button, mm-hmm. and everyone that I've installed has worked. Right. Speaking of, you know, things not turning off heating, uh, I was actually at another customer's home... They had a, a Nortron, older Nortron furnace, and uh, they call us. The guy got home from work one day, and uh, his um, house was at thirty degrees, that's Celsius, and uh, it shouldn't have been at thirty degrees out or in his house. And I went there, and one of the sequencers was stuck open with the fan, so it was just blowing on one element just the entire day while he was gone. And so I went there and put a new sequencer in for him. As well as did some 
some wiring as well because he had an, an Ecobee, which my company started selling. So we got to know the system, like the Ecobee thermostat pretty well. And he had wired, he had installed an AC and he didn't know how to do the wiring properly. So I fixed some wiring for him and I said, it was at, at that day, it was a bit too cold. I didn't want to start up the AC. It was still a bit cold for, in my opinion, to, to start it up. So I said, we'll come back in the spring and uh, fire it up, make sure everything's working good. I was very confident that I got the wiring right. And yeah, I've been, this last week, I've installed quite a few of them. I know at one of my coworkers' homes, they have a very interesting system that uh, one of my one of my journeymen kind of helped me out a little bit with installing an Ecobee with, they have a heat pump, but they also have a geo unit, geothermal unit as well, as well as auxiliary heat, so which was just uh, an ele- electric elements. And um, that was a little bit of a challenge to wire that all up because I had never dealt really with wiring up something with a heat pump and geo and stuff like that. But thank goodness for journeymen that know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. So usually when I get a call from a journeyman, it's, hey, can you come help me quickly pull a wire? (laughs) (laughs) I I had that happen on Friday. I was rebuilding a sign just it was really simple just crimping on new wires mm-hmm. and all of a sudden i think it was like 2 30 i got a text hey where you at i'm like i'm just rebuilding a sign right now but i have a job that i have to leave for at 3 15 mm-hmm. oh well then can just go to that job <laughs> and then i asked well how long do you need me for? Well, I never got a response. <laughs> but I know this journeyman, most often he'll just call me if he needs a hand getting a wire pulled. Mm-hmm. And, but this time he, I guess maybe he called the shop and this was a job that had to get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the local building uh, inspectors, I guess you would call it. They, mm-hmm. they wanted to close the permit and... So they needed one emergency light put in. It was just a DC head. It was very straightforward and simple. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended last week off. And last week was also super crazy. It was like I was running all week. And Yeah, same here. It seems like the last two weeks have just been pedal to the metal, it seemed like. Um, I know I did last week alone, uh, I did four hot water tanks. I got. I think that's my personal best. Wow, that's, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, the last one I did actually, that one was on Friday. Uh, yeah, Friday, and that one was actually a little bit funny because I uh, went in, changed out the hot water tank, and I had dragged the old, the old tank up the stairs and out, and had uh, they they had uh, copper on the lines going to the tank. So I went outside and and soldered some copper onto some some uh, fittings to screw onto the the top of the of the tank and uh i get back downstairs and see usually what i do is i drag the old tank out do everything i need to do outside get everything ready come back downstairs clean it was a little bit of water on the floor clean up all the water set my tank and i'm good to go right and i get downstairs and uh the customer was very like helpful you know like he he, he wanted to help which is great but sometimes it's like I feel like I need my space a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I get downstairs there and 
I see there's water on the floor and there's water splashed onto the walls. And I think what had happened was he had seen that the ground, like where the tank was, was a little bit rusty and stuff. I was going to clean it up, right? I just didn't do it right then because no point going out, in, out, in, out, in, right? And, and he had, I think, opened up the cold water valve. Oh, boy. And had the water had splashed onto the floor <laughs> and had gone all of, everywhere. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, crap. And then he quickly turned the water off. And he was like busy, you know, trying to, you know, mop up some water, right? But it's like, <laughs> I didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. I, but I was like, I think I know what happened here. Oh, that's funny. And uh, it was, oh, yeah, I never said anything. Got the tank installed. And, uh, you know, I was really impressed, actually. Um, it wasn't perfect, but the electrician, whoever had wired that thing, actually ran the wire nicely so you could hide it behind the pipe. I was very impressed. Did another tank in a in a uh, trailer home as well, a sixty gallon tank, which I don't know from where you guys are in your tra- uh, what the trailers look like out there, but where I'm from, that is a tight squeeze to get that tank in, and but we made it work, and customer was happy luckily we caught it i wasn't actually there to do the tank i was there to do something else i just happened to open up the little cabinet where the tank is in and i noticed it was water on the floor so i guess lucky for them we we, we came by yeah that's for sure yeah <laughs> speaking of helpful customers i <laughs> i had a uh reno job it was supposed to be a simple ensuite reno that's what i was told by the contractor and i get there and i find out that the customer wanted switches moved in the master bedroom on an exterior wall um the ensuite needed to be completely renoed wires need to be pulled up pulled up into the attic a bunch of lights moved and a walk-in closet needed lights and a switch and an office also need to be roughed in and that was uh, that was fine, you know that was okay. But oh, yeah, it probably shouldn't take you all afternoon, probably. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as as soon as I had gotten a game plan in my head, I called my boss and I said, "This job's a lot bigger than you expected it. Mm-hmm. It will take me a day and a half." He's like, "Okay, well, thanks for the heads up, you know." Mm-hmm. And I mean, when a contractor just comes in and tells us, you know, without them looking at the job, it's right. hard to you know get a kind of a time. And you know, Renault's, it's hard to put a time on anyway. Yeah, because everything, uh, every, like, you don't know what's behind the wall. Yeah. And I mean, this this house was only 10 years old, but whoever had wired it, well, I know who wired it to begin with, but mm-hmm. they wired it in such a way that I would never do it. Everything <laughs> was fed, it seemed like, off one line, and it just kept jumping over and jumping over and jumping <laughs> over. So I had to put in... I think four or five junction boxes in the attic. <laughs> and this attic was just a nightmare. It was a huge house. And the attic hatch was in the garage. And you climb in. And then you have to go up. Okay. Into another level of the attic. Then you have to go up again. And then up again. And then down. So, okay, so here's the question. This is, I, 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 I don't work in attics like rarely, but I'm always afraid I'm going to fall through the ceiling. Have you ever done that? Mm, when I was in high school, 
I didn't fall through. Someone had placed a two by four. It looked like it crossed two rafters and I put my foot there mm-hmm. and my foot went through the drywall. That was in high school. Okay. After that, no. Okay. <laughs> because generally it's one by four strapping on the bottom side of the rafters mm-hmm. and then the drywall is screwed to that. Some guys just use one nail to nail the one by four, like one nail per rafter. Mm-hmm. Some guys do two. And I always kneel on the one by fours. Yeah. Because there's no way I'm spreading my legs so that I'm on the rafters. First of all, that's hard on your knees. Mm-hmm. And I'll run my risks on a random drywall screw. Yeah. And when you, you can kind of feel if it gives, you kind of give it a little, <laughs> a little test. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you can feel if it gives and you can start to hear it. So then you know, that's a bad one by four, move on. Yeah. <laughs> but this home was, was OSB. I think it was like three quarter inch OSB. So it was solid. I was walking on the OSB everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I, as since I've been an electrician, I've never fallen through a ceiling, but knock on wood. Knock on wood, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, attic work isn't bad, but that one was just such a nightmare with all the different levels and you're trying to carry stuff up there and I saw the plumber had been up there and he had a pail with him, I guess, mm-hmm. but I don't make it a habit of carrying a pail in my van because I just know it would fly around in the back of my van. <laughs> um, yeah, I, well, I, I have a pail in my van. I have a, like a Husky organizer for it and honestly, that thing has actually come in handy more than once. Um, but yeah, we've, uh, yeah, so bad, so many jobs we've been to. I know, um, there's a restaurant nearby here where they just got a new, an update from corporate where we were supposed to install a new faucet for them. It was to sanitize. And, uh, one day near the end of the day, we really wanted to get that done. Um, uh, my, the journeyman needed some help. So we quickly at the end of the day, ran some pecs up in the ceiling and got the faucet on, and, and uh, the next day he went there and f- got everything else ready and installed it. But, yeah, also, before we, I went to that job, there was a, a fridge line I had to install, like, for an ice maker or, like, one of those fridges with the, you know, water that you can get from them. And that was a very interesting job. Uh, I drilled my hole in the back of, like, where the fridge was going to go in the little cabinet area, and... Um, I drilled my hole and I thought, oh, it's just going to come nice laid down on like in the basement. I look up, there's a nice hole there. That's what I thought. Little did I know that they had like some spray foam all the way on the, on the foundation of their house. And I had to dig around in that stuff for a little bit through <laughs> four inches of that stuff. Oh geez. Before I found that actual water where my water line was going to come. And if that wasn't enough uh let's see the customer he had supplied everything right so he had like or he had the fridge and i just went out on a limb and assumed it was gonna fit in the space that he had right so we got the water i got the water line hooked up to the fridge and everything we start up we run it make sure everything's good he's got water there and so we go back to push it back into his little space there well there's a little molding right on the top there and it was just like half an inch too too uh too long so he could actually push it in, but he's going to get his carpenter guy friend to, to fix that for him. But I was like, 
oh man <laughs> <laughs> really yeah it's actually funny because at home we had the same issue when we got our new fridge mm-hmm. is there was a molding across and we just ended up ripping that out mm-hmm. just so we could get the clearance right i think that's what he was gonna do anyways but it's kind of weird because it's like it is a full-size fridge and i just thought he would have measured it but <laughs> i guess not right yeah exactly no um let's see last week i also did a that may have been the week before I did, redid an overhead service, and it was a bit of a nightmare. I was expecting to be out of there in half a day. Mm-hmm. It was super easy. Um, the overhead wire was, it looked pretty tight, and what had happened was the weather tight inch and a half connector, because it downsized from two inch to inch and a half, and that connector that the inch and a half slid into had broken, so the mast mm-hmm. was split and was at an angle Mm -hmm. and there's no guy wire up on the roof to support the mast so i was like okay you know easy i'll just redo the mast put in a guy wire run new cables bada bing bada boom Mm -hmm. so repairing the mast was super simple i got that done really quick and then the carpenters wanted to pull the panel off the concrete wall because they're building a frost wall so I had to lengthen my pipe that was going into the back of my panel. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a big deal. And I get my wires pulled in, leave nice big drip loops this time, recrimp. And I have my feeders in the panel. And it was a bit of a struggle because I was dealing with 3 odd copper. And it was a bit of a cooler day, so it didn't want to bend. Yeah. <laughs> but I finally got my conductors bent just right, so they slide in. And I start tightening the lug. And I went from righty tighty to oh crap in a very quick bit. Oh shoot. And sure enough, the lug cracked on me. And then I tried the other side and that one ended up stripping because it was so corroded. So I had to take the main breaker out and we had told the customer, worst case scenario, lunchtime power back on. Okay. Well, this breaker is no longer available, really. It's an old-style Square-D main. Okay. And it's a bolt-on style, not a... It doesn't just plug on. Mm -hmm. So I had to go all the way back to the shop and then hope and pray we had lugs that would work to replace the main lugs. And thankfully we did, but we had the... The screws that held these lugs on were so corroded we used we had to, we tried using an impact screwdriver to get them off. We ended up just breaking the screw. So we drilled them out. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully we managed to save the, the threads and put the new lugs on. Went all the way back. The customer lived probably like twenty minutes or more away mm-hmm. in the country. Put the new one on. And finally got it tidy. It was probably like four, quarter after four by the time I got their power back on. She was already asking like, will I be able to make supper or are we going to have to pick something up? <laughs> <laughs> and I got their power back on and, oh, you know, something that sh- just should go so well. You know, I I had everything planned out, how mm-hmm. I was going to do it. You know, my guy wire went perfectly my mast went perfectly, my wires went perfectly, my crimping went great, and then it just a shit just all hit the fan. 
Yep. Um, I was actually at a job like that today. Um, I went. I was called to a, a house. There, uh, it would have been simple. Um, their bathtub, their their spout was leaking, um, or there was water coming out the bottom of it. So I got there, and sure enough, the spout was corroded, like it had corroded a hole in the bottom of it, and that's where the water was coming out, right? I thought, oh, shouldn't be that hard. Unscrew the thing, screw a new one on. Good, I'm out of here in like less than an hour. And uh, so I unscrewed the one, uh, said a little bit of a prayer, because I can go sideways in a hurry for you. Took it off, um, and I saw like um, there's a little fitting in the wall. Um, it's an FIP fitting, three quarter inch. Uh, well, sorry, half inch. And I saw that the, the, the little stub, let's see, what they had used is just a black iron nipple, which probably what is what corroded the spout. And I was like, I looked at the threads. I was like, oh, the threads look okay. But I was like, man, I can get the spout on again, uh, the new one on. So I, I turn, I turn, I turn. It's going to get a little bit tight, but it's like, I got to get a half a turn out of here yet, right, to make it straight. I turn, I turn, I turn, and I just hear a crunch. Oh, no. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. So I unthread it, and sure enough, the, the black iron little um, nipple that was in there actually just crunched. Oh. Like, it was so corroded, it just crunched. Well, I, I don't know if that's better or worse than the faucet crunching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I had a little bit of a time to get that little, because it broke off nearly flush with the fitting, and behind there, so I had a little bit of a time to get that uh, uh, thread un unthread that fitting out of there, and I had a brass one, which it should have been brass from the like from the beginning. Got a brass one in there, threaded in nicely, put my spout on, good. But that was yeah, it was one of those jobs where it's like this shouldn't take long, yeah. right? Unthread a new one, unthread or unthread the old one, thread a new one on, and it was yeah, it took a little bit longer, but got her done. That's the first time I've ever had to do that. Yeah, it's... I seem to be sent to a lot of those jobs where it's, oh, this should be really simple, really quick, and then mm -hmm. you get there. It's it's just like your heart falls into your stomach. Yeah. And basically, <laughs> right out your ass. It's yeah. Just like, <laughs> it's just like, oh. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then if you don't let office know, they're like, what took you so long? Well... Well, let me take you on a journey. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah. And it's funny when I was crawling around the attic the other day, then my boss called me, Hey, how's it going? And I just said, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. It's going really shitty. <laughs> and he goes, just, he went from happy to, Oh, that's <laughs> not at all what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I said, you know, it's just crappy up here, but, you know, I'll make it work and I'll let you know once I'm done. He was like, okay, good enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily right now, it's pretty nice outside and it's not, you know, 100 degrees up in the attic. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, when I was up in that attic on the south side where the sun was shining, I could feel it was starting to get pretty warm. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I always found weird. I mean, the last time I was up in an attic, we were running insulation on this uh, a power vent uh, water heater that they had vented through the roof, and we had to run insulation on the lines. Otherwise, like um, it would condensate, and um, like the 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 flue pipe that we had there. The reason why we replaced it was because all of the joints they were leaking. So the condensation, instead of running back down into there and in, out the condensate by the tank, it was actually just running down the pipe 
it was making a big mess. So we actually replaced a bunch of it and we insulated it and stuff. And uh, my journeyman was like, okay, well, you're going to go up there and do it. That was the first time I ever was up there. So we, I, I went up there and that was the last time I was in an attic. And even then, it was a fall day. It was cold enough yet to have a jacket. But it was warm. Like you could feel the heat from the from the shingles they had dark shingles you could you could feel that heat up there oh yeah or in the attic already and like when it gets like plus 40 up here and you're in an already insulated attic mm-hmm. like you bring a water jug with you because <laughs> doesn't matter how much axe you put on at the beginning of the day guaranteed you come out, come out of there smelling like you haven't showered in a couple of days. Yep. I know. I, I made it a habit too. Like in, in my van, I always had um, either body spray or deodorant in the van in the summertime. Yeah. Because it's just like, yeah. it it Especially if you're if it's hot and you're in the sun and you go talk to customers. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, not that great of a situation. I would often just even keep an extra shirt or a hoodie because mm-hmm. a good Under Armour hoodie that stuff just funnels or keeps it trapped. <laughs> and then once you get out, you just pull that off. It's like, whew, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, today I was actually at a agriculture equipment manufacturing plant. And I've been working there the past number of weeks, just once a week, replacing lights, just switching them all over to T5 LED bulbs and just kind of at my own discretion where I wanted to replace the next one. They don't really care as long as they get done. Mm-hmm. And right where the all the employees' punch cards are, I saw there was a six-lamp light that was out. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of dark here. I'm going to put a new one in. And I go up. It's all 347 volts, so I like to be a little cautious. Mm-hmm. And... I see there's a hole burnt in the cover of this light. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I just kind of put my tick tester on it to see if it's live. Yeah. And then I shine my light through the hole. And sure enough, I see bare wires through the hole. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely turning off the breaker for this one. Yeah. So I turn off the breaker and I rip the light apart and had a, there was a push in connector that had just melted. Oh, and the wires had just fallen out and then shorted on the cover of the light. But I guess with 347 volts and it was pretty thin metal, it just burned a hole so fast. It didn't even give the breaker a chance to trip. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, that's deadly. Yeah. Like Three, 347, that's the Widowmaker. Yeah. And like these pushing connectors, you're relying on a t- tiny little tab to transfer this power Mm -hmm. and these are fairly long rows of lights Mm -hmm. yeah i don't use those pushing connectors for anything high like high voltage i mean like low voltage 24 volt stuff fine but like i don't know for those higher voltage stuff i know you can get like ones that are rated for higher voltage but yeah for 347 i that that seems like a that's a bit too much for those little connectors yeah and you know i don't trust my life with one of those, mm-hmm. I already barely trust it with a Moret. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like a Moret, you know, it's basically a copper spring inside there that, and you're twisting all your wires together. Mm-hmm. Like I trust that you have a good connection, not this tiny little piece of metal that you're just barely pushing your wire into, and it's just grabbing on one little line. Yeah. Mm, sorry. 
Yeah. I don't trust that. Yeah. It's the same thing for those like shark bite. If you're in plumbing, you know, those shark bite fittings. Yeah, they're great in a pinch, but a lot of people, yeah, they're, they're very against them. Yeah, that's for sure. And I know some, you know, there's one company in our area. I've opened up some junction boxes mm-hmm. in jobs that he's done. And it's just full of these push in connectors. And I'm just, I'm amazed that these buildings haven't burnt down. (laughs) That's how little I trust them. It's like, oh my goodness. Like, what in the world? Mm -hmm. Well, see, the crazy thing is, I know even like air conditioning, um, I just recently saw a post on, uh, on Facebook that they actually have these fittings now where your refrigerant lines, where you can just like, yeah, push them in, push them into this connector. I'm like, they're apparently rated for, you know, the pressures and the temperatures of refri- of refrigeration, like, I don't know if all refrigeration, but in air conditioning anyways, but I'm like, do you really trust this push-in connector with 400 PSI? Yeah, that's for sure. Like, I, I would have a little bit of trust issues with that, and that it's not going to leak. Yeah, no, crimp it or yeah, crimp skip it. it. Yeah, crimp it <laughs> or skip it. Or if if you're if you're doing air air conditioning, you got to braze. I don't yeah, know. braze. But there's also some press fits too. So the industry, I think, is changing. But I think I need a little bit more. I think it needs a bit more time to mature first. Yeah, that's for sure. That's it's not a proven proven method yet. Mm-hmm. It's still you know, it's how it is with any new innovation. It's still kind of you know what I want to see it be installed large scale and not fail. Yeah. That's that's a big thing with a lot of new stuff that I come across. Like, yeah, this is a great idea, mm-hmm. but my old method works, so why would I change it? Yeah, exactly. To save, you know, five seconds, I do it the old-fashioned way that I know it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, even, like, for, like, copper and stuff, um, you know, we don't have it, we don't have any press tools at our shop, but, like, like, sol- like soldering, I actually like it. I think it's a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> well, it's actually f- funny. I was just on a job the other day with a plumber, and and he was soldering, and he was having problems. He would start letting water in. All he hears, <laughs> and he was getting so mad because his leak kept on traveling. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just getting so mad, and I was just kind of laughing on the inside. I was like. This is actually kind of comical to watch, <laughs> but but it sucks. If you have a solder joint that like you already have water pressure there, well, then yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but that was actually the same job that I saw that that Navian unit that I was telling you about before. Mm-hmm. But those are sweet looking units. They they are very nice looking, mm-hmm. and I've never had the like the opportunity to work on them, but they like they just the way that they look and how i've heard like how they function like they're just like incredibly efficient and quiet so that definitely be something i'd like look into like if i were ever to build a home with a you know indirect water heater or if you had some kind of uh heating system like water heating system in your home i don't know i like them yeah <laughs> that's for sure and you know devices that look clean mm-hmm. i'm always a fan of mm-hmm. uh speaking of devices actually uh, this Renault ensuite Renault that I did, I actually recommended to a customer because he was talking about smart switching, like internet connected devices. Mm-hmm. And I just mentioned uh, the motion sensor dimmer that I had installed in my own home mm-hmm. and I sold him on it. 
Nice. So I have to get one on order for him. Mm-hmm. And he really liked the idea of how he could program it to only come on to a certain level mm-hmm. when you walk in and program the duration that it's on. Mm-hmm. So it's not something we stock, mm-hmm. but I think it's something that I'm going to try pushing more. Mm-hmm. And I think like stuff like that, like if if we experience it or if we have it in our own homes, I think it's much easier to sell customers on it, like out like when you go to their homes. Yeah, that's for sure because they look to you and they trust your opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's for sure. But right on, guys. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Short podcast today, but that's good. Yep, we got plenty of bases covered. I think. Uh huh. As always, go follow us on Instagram. At Skilled Trades Podcast or email us, Skilled Trades Podcast at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of us. Uh, David and I are both now on the Hammer app, the mm-hmm. app for blue collar tradespeople. Mm-hmm. Recommend it just recently came out for Android as well. Absolutely. And you know, super great people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great community. It's it's still being developed. It's kind of a, a rolling development. It's, it's just an awesome com- community to be a part of. Yep, I just got it about a week ago when it finally came out for Android, and uh, I'm I'm really impressed with it. I like it. I think everybody should have it. Download it. Yeah, that's for sure. Breck Gowen has definitely put in a lot of work mm-hmm. to to roll out such a great app, and yeah, we are still working on our T-shirts mm-hmm. as well as stickers. As well as stickers, we're hoping to get some more samples coming up, and then mm-hmm. if we're we're happy with it, we're gonna put them to the test mm-hmm. and. I'm the quite the tester. I'm quite rough on things. So <laughs> if it passes my standards, then I'll feel good about selling it to you guys. Exactly. But right on. You guys have a good night, and we will catch you again.